I'm Will. And I'm TJ. And this is Real, Real Talk, Talk Sports. Sports. We switched it up today. We, we switched it up a little bit. Uh, apparently, I'm taking charge now. Uh, this was uh, out of the blue, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. But, but I feel so honored. Okay, so on the dock for today, uh, first off... Uh, Men's basketball had a heartbreaking loss to Winthrop uh, yesterday in the in the court in the Big South uh, tournament uh, quarterfinals, 72 to 68. Liam O'Reilly had 20 points in his last game as a Bulldog. Uh, it was such a. I went to the game yesterday and it was such a heartbreaker. I remember after the game, Lasan and Liam were crying, and honestly, it was. They it was such a close game, you know. Xavier did not have thirty points on us this time. We held him, but our whole problem was they were making a lot of threes out of the blue, yeah. and it was like pass three shoot, and also a lot of calls didn't go the way that we would hope. But towards the end, I think I think it was so impressive because Liam made like two threes in the final thirty seconds of the game. No, and he made that one uh, three pointer, and it became a one point game. I always I all of a sudden thought. Holy cow, we might actually be able to win this. I know, we all stood up, and I just remember, we were so excited, and we said, um, who, we get the dogs fired up and everything, <laughs> it was so exciting. And you know what was funny? Winthrop's student section wasn't there, it was their band members that were cheering them on. That was so funny to yeah, me. Yeah, I was watching it on ESPN3, there was nobody in that arena. Oh, barely, I mean... But I will say this. UNC Asheville makes some good nachos, by the way. I had some nachos yesterday. But all, right, all right. I'll be sure to remember that if I ever decide to go to Asheville for an away Gardner Webb basketball game. Yeah. but All right. So go, talking about men's basketball, what changes do you think could need to be made for next season? Well, I looked at the defense yesterday. That's got to be something big they got to work on. And with recruiting coming up, you've got to find good defensive players. Um, one thing I also looked at was – their, their three-point shooting game was off this year. I noticed that yes. people like Jamal was off. And, you know, we're losing Liam and Jamal, our best three-point shooters. The the star that we're going to have are TJ and, of course, David Effiani. So I think what needs to change, everyone needs to rotate into the stardom. You need to, Eric Jameson needs to come off. And Brandon's going to be staying. So Brandon, he's redshirting, and he's going to – play next year because he was hurt for the second half of the season. We had, we suffered a lot of injuries. We lost Turner for the rest of the season due to an ankle injury. We um I think we need to get more height, more depth on our team as well. Um Zach is our tallest player and he's barely tall enough to go against someone like Xavier. Actually, uh, there is one other player that uh, is taller than uh, Patrick uh, and I don't think he he's uh, played uh, a lot this season, Acton. You're right. Oh my goodness. But but maybe later down the road, Acton will start getting more play time and he'll get more comfortable being in the center position. Especially with Lasan leaving. With Lasan leaving, that leaves a spot open. Yes. So, yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, and uh, going, staying on, uh, you know, Asheville, women's basketball actually plays Asheville on Saturday, uh, right before the uh, uh, tournament uh, begins. Uh, so, what do you think the women need to do in order to prepare for Asheville and the upcoming tournament? Honestly, as much as I love Alexis and Tierra, the team relies on those two way too much. They've got the whole weight on their shoulders. I think that slow, they need help around there. But UNC Asheville women are not as good as UNC Asheville men, obviously. Because yeah. UNC Asheville women are like fifth place in the conference. <clears throat> Sorry. So, with that being said... In order to prepare for a tournament, because you think about high point women, you think about Liberty women, 
You think about the Radford women who are leading in that conference. And sometime down the road, if the women might get matched between one of those three, because they are sixth place, and the third seed is Liberty's women. So look out for that. Um, learn from your mistakes against Liberty. You know, the women, they got killed at home by Liberty, and then they went there and lost by four. Those mistakes, it's hard to beat a team three times, but... I think the women. I think the women will be fine. I have high hopes for them going oh, into that. Tournament. Oh, me too. Uh, after uh, seeing how they were playing against, like, uh, what was it, Presbyterian and Winthrop, uh, even though those were uh, fairly easy wins. Well, that, Presbyterian women are decent, so you consider decent. that a little. Uh, but yeah, I have faith in the women as well. I think they'll go fairly deep in the tournament, uh, and uh, they will probably have a chance of beating Asheville as well. Yeah. Baseball off to a strong start. Uh, they are 7-1 now, I believe, and they uh, will now take on Quinnipiac in a three-game series, uh, a college from my home state of Connecticut. Oh, wow, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yep. So what are your thoughts on the baseball team so far, TJ? I love where the, base the direction the baseball team is headed in. First off, you've got a guy that's batting an average of 537, Chandler, and that's that's amazing. I mean, I don't even see that in the minors. Mm. And this college team, you know, for them to beat a very good Wake Forest team, to them to dominate Georgetown, who the last two years has done well in baseball, now they're playing Kinnipiac. Kinnipiac. It's so hard to, to say their name, but yeah, Kinnipiac, okay. they're actually a decent team. So I'm excited to see, not to mention they play Wofford and UNC next week. Two very tough teams there. UNC won the ACC last year, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. All right, so this one was actually my idea to bring up uh, to for uh, uh, today's uh, show because uh, this is a, 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 a fairly new team to the Gardner-Webb sports family. It is none other than women's lacrosse. Uh, they have a big game uh, today. Uh, they play Mercer, at, uh, and uh, they have a very special they're, – they're dedicating this uh, game to Tina Frost, the Gardner-Webb alumni who was uh, sadly involved – who is sadly one of the victims in the Las Vegas uh, shooting. And uh, one of the things that uh, impressed me when, the first time I saw a Gardner-Webb lacro women's lacrosse game was what their star player, Taylor Francis, who has 12 overall goals uh, in, uh, for the team. And they've only had three games uh, this whole season so far. Oh, that's very impressive. Uh, I know. Uh, so uh, do you think that this, because uh, last season, the women's lacrosse team uh, were winless. Uh, yeah. Do you think there, there could be some changes in this season? Well, judging by how they look this season, I mean, they still have a tough schedule. I remember I went to the game against Butler last year and watched the Butler women destroy them. And I went to the first game of the season for the lacrosse team. I saw a whole new team, and I was so impressed by the changes they made. You know, Talon over here with 12 overall goals in just three games, that's just impressive to me. I love – women's lacrosse is actually one of my favorite sports. I love watching lacrosse. I, you know, it's one of those underrated sports that's, that can get rough out there. And, you know, especially – it's almost like football. I mean, sometimes they, there's some tackling involved. But I like where this Gardner-Webb spring sports team is going to, and I'm excited. Oh, me too. Uh, I watched them when they played East Carolina, who also has a fairly new lacrosse team. And even though uh, the women's lacrosse team ended up losing in overtime, uh, that still proves that they can hang in with some big-time schools. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, women's lacrosse, I think uh, they're definitely uh, taking a step in the right direction. 
Now with, with shifting gears over to the Major Baseball League, spring training is underway. And one of the things that people are talking about is uh, NFL quarterback Russell Wilson being at spring training for the New York Yankees. Not only is that getting a little bit of attention, but the Seattle Seahawks coach Pete Carroll actually supports uh, Russell Wilson being at spring training. What are your overall thoughts well, on this? Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, baseball is another dream of Russell Wilson's, but he chose football. It's not like he's going to join the majors. But no. It's kind of like um, Tim Tebow. I mean, he left football and now he's doing baseball, but this is a different story. Russell Wilson is yeah. staying. But I would support him, too. I mean, let Russell live his dream. He's playing with probably the best sports franchise ever. We're talking about the New York Yankees here with legends like Derek Jeter and Babe Ruth and just Yogi. And you talk about this is just an honor. Let him live out his dream. Yeah, I, I'm we'll, totally We'll actually get to, to uh, teams like the Yankees in a little bit. But first off, uh, Adam Wainwright, he struggles in his spring debut in the, the Grapefruit League when only 26 of his 47 pitches counted as strikes. Uh, really? So that, and he's uh, 37. His, uh, he's not uh, really getting any younger. Um, uh, but uh, what do you think uh, he, he should do in order to like improve uh, for the season? Well, you see, this surprises me that he struggled like this. I mean, when, when I did watch Adam here, I mean, he always impressed me. So to see him, everyone has their struggles. I think just let it go, go to the next game, be confident, just play your best. You know, that's all you can really do, really and truly. All right. Yeah, yeah I definitely uh, agree because uh, uh, spring training is like uh, your time to uh, shine because uh, it doesn't make it or break it. Uh, you might, may or may not have a chance to make the actual team uh, for the season. I know. It's, it's kind of crazy. All right, uh, now back to what I was talking about. What teams do you think we, we need to be able to look out for this upcoming season? I've got three teams on my mind. Okay. The Yankees. Okay. The Red Sox. All right. And the Dodgers. Okay. Those are the three teams to look at. Yankees, first off. Aaron Judge. Yankees, they weren't expected to do as well as they did last season. No. They, and they have been so great. I mean, we're talking about a team that upset the Cleveland Indians and nearly took out the um, Astros, so. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, the Red Sox have done a lot over the offseason. And with that big sign they got the other day, I, I would look out for them. And the Dodgers have not really lost anybody. They want revenge. They want to go back to the World Series. If you have something like that on your heart, usually teams like that make it. So, uh, Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, uh, everybody expected the Yankees to be last in the season, uh, last uh, season in the AL East. But... They ended up being one of the top two teams and final two teams remaining in the AL East or in the American League. And they ended up going into a seven-game series with the Astros. Oh, definitely. Astros, I think, are going to be good this year, too. But one thing, I want, another team that, you know, wasn't in the playoffs that I think will come out and do well is Toronto, the Blue Jays. The okay. Blue Jays, I think, could make a good impression. Okay. Yeah, I think this baseball season is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to have a lot of uh, crazy moments, uh, but uh, I'm overall looking forward to this. That's all right. Uh, it made me jump a little bit. <laughs> all right, moving on to the NBA. This one actually got a little bit of a chuckle out of me. A Pennsylvania company posted billboards in Ohio asking LeBron to come and play for the Sixers. Uh, <laughs> now, you actually told you actually told me before the show started 
that the Sixers actually ended up being one of the three teams that LeBron could actually potentially sign with after this season. Yeah, other than Cleveland. Yeah, six. it's the Sixers, the Spurs, and the Lakers right now. And actually the Rockets. But, yeah, actually, I mean, and I thought about that. I was like, LeBron in Philadelphia. Okay, you have Ben Simmons, Ju- ben Simmons LeBron Jr. It seems like a very odd uh, place to put uh, easily one of the best uh, NBA players. Well, you think, well, let me tell you this. Imagine this. You have LeBron training two rising stars, right. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, who are already doing well. That's a good fit for LeBron, too. I mean, you've also got, he could be the veteran player that helps out not only bring Philadelphia back to the playoffs since the days of Allen Iverson. But, I mean, Sixers would be an option, but I don't think he'll go. I, I, I think, to me, it's either going to be the Spurs or back to Cleveland. And even as a Laker fan, the Lakers are his top choice. I don't think he's going to come to the Lakers. I really no. don't. I, I have that feeling. No, it seems like ever since, uh, you know, uh, what you said about uh, the Allen Iverson era of the Sixers, ever since he left, uh, Philadelphia has just lost their identity as a basketball franchise. And it wasn't until they got to people like Drew Holiday and uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid that they started to become uh, Embiid. Embiid, and that they started to become a good team again. And it looks like they're actually going to go to the playoffs again. Okay. And you can't forget about veteran players like JJ Redick, who is also lead, one of the third leading players in scoring, actually. So uh, obviously, it seems like uh, with a little bit of patience, uh, then uh, obviously uh, the right uh, stuff could come out. Well, for once, they're not tanking this season on purpose, so they've actually got a good team to help them out here. This one was also pretty humorous. (laughs) Devin Curry practices golf in his hotel, and his room ends up getting destroyed. Honestly, if I was a hotel manager, I don't care who you are. I would have kicked you out immediately. (laughs) No, I looked at this, and I'm like, okay, uh, I'm pretty sure you don't uh, Mm. practice golf in a hotel. Something tells me Draymond Green was behind this. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) But that's actually kind of humorous. You want to know what else is humorous? What? Did you see that Wesley Johnson-James Harden crossover? Oh, jeez. And then LeBron took the ball and put it under Tristan Thompson's legs to (laughs) go for the... I thought that was just... It's been a world of humor for this week in the NBA. No, uh, this is usually the time when, you know, usually this is the part of the time when, you know, like after the All-Star break, people are trying to cool down a little bit, uh, but things will start to heat up fairly quick because it's going to start to become crunch time. Oh, and when it's it's almost playoff time, so this is the time for teams to go, it's hammer time for these teams, basically. All right, uh, now for our NBA picks. First off, we have uh, the Toronto Raptors, who are 43-17, and 17, taking on the Wizards, who are 36-26 uh, and 26, uh, right uh, now. Uh, Raptors, one of the top teams in the East, looking to uh, stay in that area. Who do you have, this, uh, who do you have winning this one, uh, TJ? Oh, well, excuse me, I'm terribly sorry. It's okay? Okay, now that I'm done yawning, I am going to take the Raptors. I... The Wizards have done well without John Wall because remember they're John Wallace because yeah. he's out for another couple weeks. Um, but I like the Raptors in this situation. Yes, it's at Washington, and the Wizards have a winning winning streak back at home. I think it gets snapped today. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with the Raptors as well. They have won at least nine of their last ten games, and they're coming off of a two-game win streak. Their last one was against uh, the Magic. They beat them uh, pretty good uh, by 13. Uh, and considering uh, that, you know. Uh, they're right now, uh, what is it? They're actually first in the East right now. Oh, yeah. They're first. Right right above uh, Boston and Cleveland, who were the two teams that were expected to do good. But 
all of a sudden Toronto just comes out of nowhere, and they're all of a sudden one of the top teams in the NBA right now. Oh, I know, and they have such a good team. I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, mm -hmm. the players they have are just phenomenal. That's why I still think that it might be end up being Toronto and Houston in the NBA Finals. You see, and I agree with you on that one. I think this could be something different. It's not going to be Golden State versus Cleveland, Cleveland again. No, I'm going to go with the uh, the Raptors in this as well. Next up, we have the Indiana Pacers. Uh, they are coming off of a, oh, what is it, a two-game loss streak, and they are going to be visiting Giannis and the 33 and 28 uh, Bucks. So, who do you have way in this one? I'm gonna go with the Bucks in an upset. Okay. The Pacers have looked pretty well this season, but I like how Giannis is leading this team. I'm going with the Bucks. I think I'll go with the, the Bucks as well. They're in more desperate need for a win, and considering that they've been like uh, on fire ever since the season started, then they started to go downhill uh, as the season progressed. But uh, ever since they got rid of Jason Kidd, who is easily well, probably the best coach they've had in a while. Uh, but uh, looking at uh, these stats, uh, the Bucks uh, have at least. Uh, 22 assists per game and uh, 39 rebounds, and they have a 47 field goal percentage. They're obviously do trying, uh, so I'm going to go with the Bucks in this one. Next up, we have uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, these are, are going to travel to Portland to take on the Trailblazers. Who do you have this in this one, TJ? Oh, this is tough. This is going to be good. This is Damian Lillard versus Russell Westbrook here. Yes, it is. Okay, I'm going to go with the Thunder in, in a one-point game. I think okay. a buzzer beater will happen here. Okay. Let's see. I think I'll also go with uh, Portland here. They are coming off of a five-game win streak. Wow. Their, their last win was against Minnesota, who's also been doing exceptionally well. Oh, yeah. And this just proves that they can hang in with uh, some of the big uh, teams. And since OKC has been somewhat struggling uh, with Russell Westbrook and uh, Carmelo, who has been kind of on and off, uh, sadly, uh, um, uh, that just weakens OKC and uh, their chances uh, for to go deep into the playoffs. I'll go with Portland in this one. And lastly, this one is NBA Finals worthy. We have the Boston Celtics, second place in the Eastern Conference, taking on the first place uh, conference uh, in the Western in, in the West, the Houston Rockets. Is this uh, game on Saturday? Uh, this one is on Saturday at 8:30 p.m. Ooh. <laughs> Wow, okay. Well, this is a tough one for me. I mean, this here, this is kind of like a finals prediction here. Exactly. That's why I said this is like worthy of being in the NBA finals. All right, so let's see. You've got two high-scoring guards here. you got James Gar... Wow, James Harden <laughs> versus Kyrie Irving. You have Chris Paul versus Kyrie Irving. You have Nene versus Al Horford here. You have two young rookies here versus another young rookie. I mean, you've got... Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown versus um, Clint Capella. Okay, so I'm talking about the Celtics here who lost their last game against the Cavs. And then I'm looking at the Rockets here who have actually won all their games. I mean, the last four out of five games they've won. Mm -hmm. And then the Celtics are the same as well. They've won most of their games lately. Yep. Okay, so to get me out of my rant, I'm going to go with the Rockets here in a very close game. Yeah, I think this will be uh, extremely close. Uh, this uh, this one I had to think really hard about uh, because Boston, uh, they have been uh, on and off ever since, uh, you know, uh, they got to, they got rid of some of like, their uh, star players like, uh, like Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen back when they were a dynasty. And now they've become a, a dynasty once again. 
Uh, and for them to go up against uh, the number one ranked team in the West, uh, Houston, that just, uh, that's just going to be an even bigger challenge uh, for them. Uh, they only have one injury, and that's uh, power forward Daniel Thies. Uh, but besides that, I don't know if they have much to worry about. So I say by three, Houston wins. They're, they have won 14 games in a row right now. And I think they're only going to continue to get on a hot streak. Uh, I'll go with Houston. I agree with your decision. Okay, next up, uh, we are moving on to the NFL. Uh, yes, a lot is happening in the offseason, even as uh, the season is just about over and everybody's trying to cool off from that insane Super Bowl. Now, sources say that the Dolphins have given Jarvis Landry and his uh, agent permission to seek trade. Uh, now, this is really interesting for the Dolphins to uh, do this, to say it is true. Because Jarvis Landry has been one of their top players uh, this uh, past uh, season. He helped them uh, get to uh, six wins. Even though that's not fantastic, that's still better than uh, uh, quite a few teams. Well, the Dolphins have a lot of work to do, and I think they're trying to pull a Jets move here. I think they're trying to get rid of veteran players and get fresh young talent to bring them back where they are. I mean, deciding whether or not to draft Baker Mayfield and get rid of Jay Cutler. And, you know, I think that... You know, the Dolphins, this is huge for Jarvis Landry. A lot of teams could use a wide receiver. Yeah. Like the Bears. I'm thinking about him going to the Bears or Kansas City. Those two wouldn't, I think the Bears wouldn't be a bad choice. You know, or Dallas even. Dallas needs a receiver, especially with the talks that Des Bryant might leave. So, this I, I, I don't know if I agree if the Dolphins get rid of their best player, but I, I can see why they're doing it, though. No, and, because you want to make a, as many adjustments as you possibly can. Uh, especially since uh, there are being some moves that have surprised the heck out of some people, like uh, what uh, everybody thought was going to happen with uh, Josh McDaniels leaving the Patriots to go to Indianapolis, but then he ended up changing his mind at the last second. Uh, <laughs> he stayed there for like five seconds. That was uh, so crazy. Yeah, and uh, Matt Patricia leaving uh, the Patriots uh, to be the head coach uh, for the Lions, uh, that might put a hole in the, the Patriots' defense uh, uh, this coming season until unless uh, Robert Kraft can find uh, a new uh, defensive coach. Uh, this one uh, is a little bit of sad news. Bill's legend, Jim Kelly, uh, he uh, has announced that his oral cancer has returned, and th- this is something that uh, is just uh, heartbreaking because, you know, uh, there's a lot of things you can joke about in uh, sports. So you can joke about sports with, like, politics, sports with religion. But stuff with the cancer, that's like something you can't uh, make uh, fun of at all. Hell no, you can't make fun of cancer. That's just awful. Um, You know, Jim Kelly has been battling the last few years with cancer. And to think when you finally defeated it, and then it comes back, it's just heartbreaking. Jim Kelly is a great man, great family. I just, wow. It just, it, it pains me to hear that. Yeah, I know. And we'll be thinking about uh, Jim Kelly and... Hopefully, uh, things will will get uh, better as it goes on. All right. uh, Free agent offensive tackle Brandon Albert was arrested in Atlanta on Wednesday for use of threats of violence and damage to property. Now, if uh, people were looking, teams were looking at this guy to uh, sign him uh, to their practice squad or to their team, uh, then I say those chances uh, of him going into the NFL have pretty much gone downhill. Uh. This would be the kind of guy the Cowboys would pick up. <laughs> uh, I honestly, I when you, when I saw, when you handed me the sheet, I had to look up who Brandon Albert was. I didn't know who he was because I've never heard of him. But you know, 
this does hurt your chances here. Ugh. Yeah. You want to talk about Ray Rice and the time he got caught on camera beating up his girlfriend and yeah. how bad that ruined him? Yep. This will ruin Brandon Albert, so whatever chance team you had a chance of going to... It's basically done. Yeah. All right. Uh, NCAA men's. There are two words uh, that, uh, that we can talk about this time of year. March Madness. It has finally returned. This is easily my favorite time of year. I actually think this is better than the NBA Finals. I'm oh, not going to yeah. lie. I love March Madness. Because no, March Madness, you have no idea what's going to happen. No. The NBA Finals is predictable to me, but the March Madness, I mean, the last seed in that West in the West could come out of nowhere and just yeah. come to the Final Four. I it's know. Just, so impressive. Like, let's say if Winthrop wins the tournament and beats du- and they play Duke and beat Duke and then they beat Kansas. Oh, that would be they, funny. They would be on the map. Oh, my gosh. And uh, going into Virg- in the NCAA men's, Virginia beats Louisville at the buzzer, 67-66. to They are still number one in the ACC, and they are looking to get a top seed in the ACC tournament. And they're looking to get a, a, a top seed in the tor- in the NCAA, in the national tournament as well. They have one more game to go. They have to play Notre Dame. They have to play Notre Dame. And that's, Notre Dame is a tough team, despite the ups and downs Notre Dame has. I mean, but Virginia, man, let me tell you, that shot that was made to win it, I was so impressed. Like, I don't think of Virginia as a three-point shooting team, and the, it just banked in and made it. And my uncle was telling me he was on the edge of his seat. He turned it off. Because he was mad because he thought Louisville was going to win because he's a Virginia fan. Yeah. He turns it back on. Three seconds left. The guy shoots and makes it. It's almost like uh, the national championship game where North Carolina played Villanova. When Villanova had the ball with the last few seconds remaining, they take the shot. It ends up going in, and everybody's just in awe of what just happened. It was just impressive to me. Oh, my gosh. Virginia. But Virginia has this tendency where they do so well in the regular season, and they're the first top seed out in the tournament. So... Well, it seems like they, they seem to know like what they're getting themselves into when it comes to like the final game and the tournament coming up. And the ACC is a tough conference to play in. So oh, it's they're doing e- very easily well. one of the top tough conferences, toughest conferences in men's basketball. Definitely. And when we were talking about how anything can happen in men's basketball around March Madness, something amazing happened when Rutgers, an unexpected team, knocked off Indiana. It was impressive. And they will play Purdue in the Big Ten men's basketball quarterfinals. What are your overall thoughts on Rutgers, and do you think this could help them in the long run? They are one of the final four teams that could be out of the tournament. So this is huge for them. Now they play Purdue, and that's not an easy game to play. No. They are an underdog once again. Um, I was so impressed. First off, congratulations to the Rutgers. Like, I, like you and I said, anything could happen, especially in conference tournaments. And, you know, the Big Ten is the only conference tournament right now other than the Big South playing. The yeah. other tournaments will be playing next week. But, yes, I'm excited to see. I'm excited. I, you know, I wish the best of Rutgers. You know, this is what they need. They need to win the tournament if they have any chance of getting in. That's not going to be easy. And since the conference tournaments are coming up really soon, why don't we make our quick picks uh, on who we think will win their conference? We will go with the ACC, SEC, Big 12, and Big 10. Who are your picks for those four conferences? Are we talking about the tournaments? Well, uh, yes, uh, they're the champions. Okay, so ACC, I have Duke. Okay. SEC, I will take Auburn. Okay. Um, Big 12, I will take Kansas. Okay. And Big 10, I will take Michigan. Okay, all good choices. For ACC, I shall pick uh, Duke. SEC, I'm going to go with an unusual one. I shall go with Tennessee with how they've been doing this whole oh, season. Oh, I like that pick. 
Big 12, I am deciding uh, between uh, Kansas or uh, maybe TCU as well because they have been under very underrated this whole season. West Virginia is another good pick, too. West Virginia is also another good pick. This one was really tough, but I think I might have to go with the, the Jayhawks. Uh, they are the only Big 12 team that I feel like it could make a deep run in the tournament. I do, too. Tournament. And for the Big 10, I think I shall go with uh, Michigan as well, considering the role they have been on this uh, whole season. You know, they've been upsetting teams left to right. I mean, they're, they're the only teams to upset Michigan State and Purdue in the same season. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, we have our NCAA men's basketball picks. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Starting with number 15, Michigan. They are 25-7. and seven. They will take on Nebraska, who are 21-9. It's the Wolverines versus the Cornhuskers. Who do you have win this one? Well, this is in the Big Ten tournament, and the Nebraska is one of the final four teams that needs to win a couple of tournament games to get in. I'm going to take Michigan in a close one. It's always good when these two play. Oh, it's amazing when these two teams play. Nebraska, absolutely fantastic in uh, basketball. Easily one, one of the most under overlooked uh, programs in uh, men's basketball. Uh, as for Michigan, though, uh, people would consider them mostly a football school. But if they look at the basketball, they would think it's a whole new story. I think I should go with uh, Michigan in this one, but it will be a close one. Next up, we have John Calipari and uh, number 23, Kentucky, visiting the Swamp in Florida to take on the Gators. Who do you have winning this one? I'm going to take Kentucky in a very close one. Okay. Let's see. Uh, trying to find it. Um, I think it's on uh, Saturday. Uh, yep, there we go. Yeah, it is actually. All right. Uh, I don't want to lose my announcing voice. All right, uh, I shall go with Ke I shall go with Kentucky in this one. They are going off uh, four wins in a row. Their last one was against a fairly impressive uh, Ole Miss team, and uh, the last win Florida had was against Alabama, who has surprised everybody this whole season. This is all about a battle of who wants it more in this uh, in the in this upcoming uh, last week of uh, college basketball. But I shall go with the Wildcats in this one. Ooh, I like that. All right, TCU with Texas Tech, right? Yes, Is that next? yes, we have TCU uh, versus number 12, Texas Tech. It's a showdown in Lubbock. Who do you have winning this one? You know, these two teams have been very impressive all year. Despite the fact TCU lost their best guard for the rest of the season, mm -hmm. I'm going with Texas Tech in a close one here. Okay. Let's see. I think I shall go with the Texas Tech as a well. While I do think TCU was uh, very impressive this whole season, I only think Texas Tech uh, was uh, easily uh, uh, among uh, the better team and could possibly one of the few teams that could actually compete with uh, uh, Kansas. Besides West Virginia, I'll go with the Red Raiders. Ooh, I like that. Speaking of the Jayhawks, they are uh, next. Uh, they are number six in the nation, and they are have an uh, outstanding record of 24 and six. However, they're taking on a, a fairly decent team of the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who are 17 and 13. Who do you have winning this one, TJ? This was a tough one, actually, because Oklahoma State has surprised a lot of people. But I'm going with Kansas in this one. I think Kansas has the better team. I think they have the better scoring team. And Oklahoma State has not beaten Kansas in two years. Now, Oklahoma State uh, is in a bit of a drought when it comes to facing uh, the Jayhawks. Uh, and... I say uh, until they have a game plan that could actually help them in the long run, I say that drought keeps uh, going on. I will go with Kansas in this one as well. Next up, we have the Georgia Bulldogs, who are 16-13, and 13, traveling all the way to Rocky Top to take on number 16, Tennessee. Who do you have uh, this one? You know what? This is always a good game when these two get together, and I'm going with Tennessee. It'll be a close one, but I think Tennessee will outdo the Bulldogs in the final two minutes. 
I think what I've seen from Tennessee has been so impressive. They've upset Kentucky. They went out and upset Purdue earlier in the year, and they've just been impressive to me. I think Tennessee will definitely make a big run in the SEC tournament, and they could get a good seed in the the big dance as well. I'm calling it. Tennessee in the Sweet 16. I'm calling it. I think Tennessee might actually become a Cinderella team. Oh, heck yeah. Imagine them being in the Final Four. I can just picture that. They make the Final Four. uh, Everybody will go insane. My bracket is ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Next up is a a very unusual pick, but I figured I'd uh, pick it uh, just for this uh, show. We have a Conference USA battle. We have uh, the Marshall Thundering Herd, who are 20 and 10, traveling to to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, to take on the Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee State with with a 24 and 5 record. Who do you have winning this one? These two teams are very underrated. In my blog post, I said Mid-Tennessee is an underrated team that could make a run in the tournament. I like these two teams, but I'm going to go with Mid-Tennessee in a good game here. I shall go with Middle Tennessee State as well. I think they'll make a deep run in the Conference USA. They have just been so impressive, and they actually will be a Cinderella team that nobody should be sleeping on when the NCAA tournament comes. Oh, heck yeah. And last but not least, easily the biggest rivalry in men's basketball. We have number nine, North Carolina, 22-8, and eight, traveling to Cameron Indoor Stadium to take on number five, Duke and Coach K, with a 24-6 and six record. TJ, your pick. Oh my gosh, this is probably one of the best rivalries in sports history. Um, I'm going to go with Duke in a close one, you know. I think that Duke has the power this time. They learned from their loss last time. This is at Cameron Indoor. It's so hard to beat Duke. I think Duke beats UNC in a very close game. I shall go with Duke as well. They have proven their dominance in the ACC, and they have made their marks throughout this entire season. And I say that Duke will continue to become a dominating college basketball franchise as this season progresses, and they might even make the national championship. With that being said, I am Will. And I am TJ. And this was... Rip.